Happy holidays, everybody, and welcome to Anime Dine-In. So today is actually going to be the last episode of 2018, and we'll be kicking things back up in January of the new year. For today, I have another one of my personal friends on, Ashley, and in this episode, we talk about binge-watching shows, bleach shipping wars, and magic. If you enjoyed the episode, please make sure to like, share, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify. And if you want to follow the show for updates, you can follow us on Twitter at DinePod and on Instagram at AnimeDineIn. And I'm also going to be taking guests for next year as well. So if you'd like to be a guest on the show, just hit up the website at AnimeDineIn.com and check the contact page. This episode does contain spoilers for the following shows, Fate Unlimited Blade Works, Bleach, Death Note, and Fairy Tale. And as a last note, sorry for the hearing the fan on my PC. You can hear it kind of early on in the episode. I didn't really realize my mic was picking it up that much, but oh well. Anyways, please enjoy. Hey, Ashley, welcome to the show. I'm so happy we finally got you on. It's been a long time because of like working out schedules and stuff like that, but you're finally here. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm excited. I'm actually really nervous because... Of all of the guests that you had on this, um, I'm probably the least experienced with anime. No, I so. mean, <laughs> you don't have to be nervous. Let me tell I'm nervous. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, I don't know if that'll help, but, you know. It's going to be fine. I just, you know, I just, when I first started listening to your podcast, I was, the, my first reaction was like, it would be so much fun to be a guest on that show. And then as I thought about it more, I realized I don't watch enough anime I felt like to have any kind of input and then once you and I started talking about it I realized that it probably would still be fine because we're friends and we talk about anime all the time anyway so yeah I mean it's totally cool and I don't and I hope this helps and this goes for anybody listening too is like you don't have to have that longevity of experience with anime like the way that i want to like this show is for everyone all all kinds of fans regardless so you're totally cool right well (laughs) i mean i knew that but no (laughs) no i get it but i understand what you're saying and it is really awesome to like listen and be a fan of the show and then be on it because honestly like i've found myself a new way to find anime shows through listening through your podcast which is really awesome for me because in the past, the only experience I have with finding anime shows is asking you and <laughs> April, who's been on your show, and Lamar, who's part of it, and yeah. just because we're a group of friends, and that's how I found anime, so. Yeah, and and that's kind of like, for me, too, like hearing people talk about their favorite stuff and hearing how passionate they are about the shows that they like gives you more like stuff to watch, and I think that as you watch the shows that you hear other people talk about, it kind of builds an interesting community because it's like, okay, I heard somebody love, love this thing. Now I'm going to go and love this thing too. And then we could all love this thing together, which is spans beyond just anime. And that's like fandom yeah, yeah. in a nutshell. That's um, basically is which, exactly fandom in a nutshell. <laughs> like, but you know, we can talk about that to the end of the world, but uh, we do have to talk about some anime today. I'm ready. <laughs> um, so what shows are you currently watching? So I'm currently watching Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works, and it's a very long title because I realized that there are actually six different Fate shows, and um, so it's a really interesting one. Um, I recently finished My Hero Academia, 
I really recently finally finished Bleach, which has been a three-year venture, at least. Um, and then I started doing a rewatch on Death Note and Fairy Tale recently as well. So that's kind of what I'm currently watching. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But, yeah. Yeah, so Fate, the Fate Unlimited Blade works, and I think, are you watching that through Netflix? I was. Oh, is it? Did they take it off? They took it off. Oh, no. I went on this today, actually, and I was so excited to watch more of it, and it's gone. And I'm so sad. It is on Hulu, but it's only subbed, and that makes me a little bit less happy because I do a lot of things when I watch TV in general or anime or anything. So for me, watching sub, I really have to not be, be able to do anything else. Right. Which isn't a problem, except today I had a lot of other things that I had to do, computer work that I had to do, so I couldn't devote my attention solely to watching it. Whereas if it had been dubbed, I could at least listen to it and look up and follow the story. Yeah. yeah. I'm... So it is on Hulu, and it's subbed, and I will watch it. It just was a little bit crushing today when I went to watch it. <laughs> yeah, see, what you have to do is find a time where you aren't currently making something. Yes. And then you can just sit down and watch it. But then, you know, when right. are you not making something? It's not very often. <laughs> <laughs> I have trouble with that. I just have to, I don't know. I just like to be doing things, honestly. Today, I wasn't even doing crafting. I was working on convention stuff for Cleveland Concoction. So, different story anyways. Yeah, but yeah, no. Fate Stay Night's awesome. Uh-huh. And it is, you haven't watched it, right? Uh, I've watched like a first couple episodes, but okay. then it's like, it's really, and I talked about this uh, a little bit uh, with another guest. It's like, for me with Fate, it's like, the story is very, there's a lot to it. And it's like one of those things where it's like really interesting, but at the same time, it's kind of, if you're not like, I, I don't know, it's just kind of, it, it's, it's interesting, but it puts me to sleep. Oh no. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. Okay, so here's my little story about Fate Stay Night. Okay. Um, I had listened to the podcast you did with Tyler, and he had said about his one of his first animes that he had watched, somebody told him to do a search for something he enjoyed with anime. And so I thought, that's a really cool idea to find a show, and I'm going to try it out because I sure that all of you guys get really tired of me asking what shows to watch. I don't. I, I don't I okay, don't get good. tired of it at all. No. You, can you ask honestly me. you're the first person I always message. It's you, then April, then Lamar. Hey. So yeah, you can ask me any any time. Um so anyway, I thought it would be really cool. Plus I think it was at like three in the morning and nobody was alive at that point. So I decided that'd be a really cool thing to do. So I searched for an anime set in Ireland and Fate Stay Night came up. And I was like, totally awesome, because I'm Irish, I love everything about Irish history, backgrounds, and everything, so this show popped up, and I was like, really cool, I'm excited. Turns out, I it, I don't know anything in it that's Irish from watching it, the only thing that I'm guessing is it might be taking place in Ireland, but they haven't even said that. But the really cool thing that I like about Stay Night is that it is centered around a female character and it's never pushed off of her story. 
Like, a lot of shows and animes that I've watched, there is a lead female, but it centers more around a male heroine rather than, or a male hero rather than a female heroine. And with this show, it centers with um, Rin, which is really awesome. And she's kind of, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying about it puts you to sleep because the first couple episodes, it was really hard to keep track of what was happening. Yeah. It was so confusing because it does. It starts off with this fantastical scene where she's summoning something and then there's like nothing. Nothing else happens and she's just got this person following her that she's summoned. So the basis of the story that you get once you start getting more into the episodes is that it's actually this holy grail war happens every so many years and seven mages are picked to become master mages and they summon spirits of heroes from anywhere in time. So it could be heroes from the past or from the future, but they're summoned as their spirits to fight for them in the Holy Grail War. And the way you win the Holy Grail War is to be the last Master Mage standing. Now on top of that, you have three... They're tattoos and they have a specific name, but they're, they're like... Commands, that's what they're called. They're command tattoos. And so each Master Mage only has three command tattoos. And each of the spirits that come and fight for them, the, the tattoos represent, like, super commands where your spirit cannot disobey it. And once you lose all three of your command seals, you're done in the games. You die, or you just like? Well, you're you're you dying. Just... You're, you're not even a, you're not even a contender anymore. You can't win if you don't have any command seals. Huh. And so everybody's holding it. It's like they're three lives basically. They have three command seals, and but people really really die like in real life for this show. They also really die in scary horrific ways. But the castings are really cool, and the magic is really cool. It's all magic, which is really fascinating, and. There's, yeah, seven classes of different warriors, and she summons one, and she ends up summoning the wrong one, and then one of her friends in high school ends up summoning the one that she wants, and then they team up, and, like, things happen, and then a teacher enters, and it's just, it goes crazy. So I finished season one, and it's really, I can't wait to finish the rest of it, and then move on to the rest of the entire Fate series, because it, it's all connected. It's also video games, apparently. I found out tonight. Yeah, I think there's a couple, either one or a couple out yeah. there. Yeah, Grand War, I think is a Grand Guild War or something uh -huh. like that. Yeah, but I don't know. It's all don't about know. the Holy Grail War. All of them are, apparently. So. Yeah. But it was really, it's really fun to watch, and I really enjoy it. And I don't know what relation it has to Ireland, but I'm glad that I found it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it came up, so maybe so, there's something in, in one yeah. of the uh iterations of that show i don't know i'm obviously not any irish <laughs> so uh so when watching that um you know you talked about things like that it has magic in it and that sort of thing is is that something that you're generally drawn to with anime like do you look for more of like that type of fantasy style thing yes 100 percent. with everything in my life magic magic <laughs> where does that come from um, I, it, honestly, I think it comes from my mom. She, she has always said that, you know, with a little bit of faith and a little bit of magic, everything can happen for you and stuff like that, or not those exact words, but we've always been very open-minded when it comes to, um, 
supernaturally type things. Yeah. You've just always been. And it's why I fell in love with Harry Potter right away. It's the book series that got me to first read. It's how I met most of my awesome friends that I have now was through Harry Potter, which is all based around magic. But yeah, fantasy in general, fairies totally believe they exist. 100%, not a doubt in my mind, but yes. I mean, there isn't anything to disprove. Exactly. That they and the stories exist. come from somewhere. So. All stories come from somewhere, just like mermaids and unicorns. Stories come from somewhere. For sure. I'm a big believer, just like I know that I've seen Bigfoot in Mohican. Huh. But, you know. Interesting. <laughs> but in general, yes, anything fantasy, magical, um, sci-fi, all of that stuff is what I generally look for when it comes to entertainment or any kind of anything, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the magic in it is really cool because it's it's draw, it's not... Like, I've seen at different shows where there's, like, elemental magics or just people who have magic or, like, these are specifically... Um, they don't have like a specific class of magic that they do, but it is based on the inner strength of their magic. Like the, the magic within them is what strengthens them and what gets them the different class of spirit warriors that come to them. Like, pardon me, sorry. (laughs) Um, what was I going to say? Rin finds the day that the show starts Rin doesn't realize that her time her clock is set an hour I think it's an hour behind so when she summons her spirit she's the strongest one supposedly and she's supposed to be summoning the strongest spirit she summons an hour early because she doesn't know that her clocks are by a different time her clocks are an hour behind. So she thinks it's midnight and it's actually 11. And so she ends up getting the archer instead of saber, which is something that I think is really fascinating that even though you have a lot of magic inside of you, there are other things that could affect everything, which is how life is anyways, you know. But that was really a cool twist. She gets so angry at first that she gets the archer instead of, I think it's the saber that she wants the most, but it's... I don't know. It's just really cool to me how the magic comes from within. Because it just, to me, is something that I can apply to my life every day. And it doesn't have to be, like, literal magic. It can just be forcing yourself to do something that you don't want to do as much, but you still can pull from your inner core to make something happen out of it. So I think that's a cool correlation for me personally. Yeah. I think that's really cool, and I like that um, through watching that and th- and through using that theme, you know, you found a really cool way to relate that to real life and and can apply that to uh, the situations that you run into outside of the anime entertainment uh, world. I, I, th- sure. I think that's really awesome. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so another show that you mentioned that you just finished was Bleach. Mm. Um, and I know that is a hot topic of debate between our mm. friends. It so is. It um, so is. <laughs> so did you, you finish that just recently, right? Yes. It was my goal to finish it before you had me on here. Okay. Okay. Well, and I did it. <laughs> okay. Did you finish that just a couple of weeks ago or like today? Like, like last week. I think okay. it was last week. Okay. Um, so how, how'd you enjoy that show? I really enjoy Bleach. It's, um, 
it is a huge undertaking is all I can say. And 366 I, episodes. Yeah, and I know that you guys warned me about it before I watched it that because you guys have had your opinions about shipping wars in bleach for so long yeah like ichigo actually, like ichigo and rukia, rukia deserve to be together exactly 100 i don't know why anybody thinks anything else. absolutely it's frustrating when i have to hear otherwise but um those wars those shipping wars that we have with our friends between the characters is really what got me excited because i had to know what this huge thing was about and it's actually what got me started in anime in the first place was you guys like so us arguing about the bleach ships is yes. what got you into anime yes. like to be, like it to begin with yes wow yeah <laughs> yeah like like baby anime here okay <laughs> no that's that's awesome but that is because then it became it became a thing when we were all hanging out that you guys weren't allowed to talk about it in front of me because you wanted to know my opinion about it and you know you were you know all on the Rukia Ichigo rightfully and, so right we know that we're on the same page now but mm-hmm. at the time I had no idea these were names and characters that I had no idea what was happening and um I had made a comment one night about about what it was and you guys were bickering back and forth and then told me I needed to watch it and make my own opinions. And so I started watching it. And, and then I started realizing that Ichigo and Rukia totally have this chemistry together that's underlying everything in the show, which really upset April. And then it just became more and more fun to watch it because the more I kept watching it, she was like, girl, just wait, just wait till this happens. And then like when that scene happened, I was like, that's really stalker creepy. And she was like, How do, what are you talking about? And all I could say was like, that's the creepiest thing I've ever seen on Bleach. Like, that she goes into his room and stares at him and talks to him while he's sleeping. Like, who does that? <laughs> well, someone who is who is deeply in love with another person does that sort of thing um, in anime. Yeah. I, I would say because like because well when you're watching because you have to understand like and uh, you know the anime is kind of like you take the personality of a regular person and you bump it up to like like it, hi, it, hi. It so is it's like so much that that it took me a while to actually <clears throat> enjoy anime because it was really hard for me to go from never watching anime to watching these characters that are overreacting to everything. And I just, it was like sensory overload for me at first, honestly. And well, the thing about it is like, you can't, you like with anime, you have to find a way to display those emotions, you know? Cause like if you, uh, and you know, I might be off base in comparing it to this, but it's like, you know, you have a high school crush and it's like, that person walks by you at the locker and it's like you're freaking out on the inside, but it's like you're, you're cool. But then, you know, in anime, it's going to be like that times 10. So it's like they're going to like freak out on the inside, but then also like you'll see their expression on their face or like 
you know, super sweaty and like, mm-hmm. so like, all, so you, you, you have to find some balance of like displaying that. But I totally agree with yeah. you with the uh, <laughs> Orihime thing. It was really stalkerish. <laughs> I couldn't get past it. And, and I know that April was so upset with me because that was the moment for her when she just like, her heart melted for Orihime and Ichigo. And I well, was just like, I mean, it was a sad scene. Like, it was a sad scene when she was saying goodbye. I'm not denying that. I'm not denying that the emotion, but that was so creepy, like standing over his bed and okay here let, let, i just I, I think that in my opinion i want to hear what you're gonna say but mm-hmm. i think that in my opinion the problem is that i never wanted ichigo and orihime to be together and so when she did that i didn't look at it as an act of love i looked at it as creepy because he's with rukia and i think that maybe that's probably why because anybody else who want ichigo and orihime together would see it as this great declaration of love where this is where they're going to be together forever yeah i mean i i get that but here let me see if this puts it in a different type of light for you so during that scene um so remember what happened is she got caught by ukiyora my favorite bleach character by the way um <laughs> total bad uh he kind of said i'm gonna take you away and there's nothing anyone can do about it so you have x amount of hours to say goodbye to your loved ones right which was its own form of torture right but then she went to ichigo Mm -hmm. and she's like hey like basically i don't think she actually said the words i love you but you can kind of tell you you could kind of tell that emotion was there so like i can see like for myself, like I don't ship Ichigo and Rukia for uh, specific for for different reasons, but with that scene, it's like you can totally feel that the love was there, like between well with uh, Orihime to Ichigo, right. and I can understand how uh, how that can kind of enhance that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I get what you're saying too. I just I don't know. I think throughout the entire series, there's so much more heated unspoken chemistry between Rukia and Ichigo that it's way too much to ignore whereas with Orihime a lot of times he's just looking at her as like a friend or sister in my eyes and even though she is hardcore in love with him it's almost like how I think it what is it uh Tatsuki is so in love with her and that will never happen (laughs) yeah you know it's I feel it's the same type of thing obviously I haven't gone on to read the manga or anything which is Something that hopefully one day I will get to, but, um, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. I think it's all getting, it, it's all like, it's still currently getting printed. I don't know if they finished the English printing of it yet, but, oh. um, uh, but it, it's out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, I really do enjoy Bleach. And uh, honestly, it's really funny to me though, because, um, one of the very first shows I watched start to finish, cause I started watching Bleach because of you guys, but also, I watched Death Note all the way through. Yeah. It was the first anime show that I finished. Okay. Um, and so watching watching Death Note was really, really cool. Like, I love Ryuk as a character. <laughs> he cracks me up. Yeah. This awesome, creepy Shinigami. And then transfer that over to Bleach, and it took me literally over a year to realize that Rukia and all of the Soul Reapers... Our Shinigami, it's the same thing. It's just a different characterization of them. Yeah. Which, to me, was really, really Earth-like. 
shattering almost, like that it was the same thing, because I never correlated them to be the same, ever. You know, the Soul Society and everything in Bleach is just this other place. It's where you go after death. It's where, you know, these, you know, Rukia is a soul reaper who comes and ushers people to the next life. All that's great. And then you go to Death Note where the Shinigami is not that at all, basically. It's this creepy guy who's following this kid around who found this death notebook, which is a totally different take, and it just it never dawned on me that it was the same thing. And I think I was watching an episode in, in sub, and it said Shinigami, but on the sub it said Soul Reaper, and that's when I figured it out. And I felt a little stupid at the time, but... I never knew they were the same thing. And it's it's just really cool to me how that translates over. And it just it, it's fascinating to me how people can have such different takes on the same thing. So, I don't know. It was just really, really cool to me. And like I said, it was almost earth-shattering. Like, oh my gosh, they're the same thing. Ryu could totally be one of the people in the court cards, and you would never know because he's just got this other whole side story that's happening. Yeah. If you married fandoms, but, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's interesting that you draw that that correlation because, um, you know, I kind of think about that same thing, but just, like, like when, when I, um, I actually saw, like, you saw Death Note before I started watching Bleach, and... Uh, I really didn't put that together until like until way later, and uh, I think about that sometimes. But I think that was the first time I've ever heard anyone like voice it really? out loud and like talk about it in that way. And I think that's really interesting to finally hear that um, out loud. Uh, so can I can I bring something up while we're talking about both of these shows at the same time? Yeah. Okay. So Bleach movie, the live action movie on Netflix. Yes. Did you watch it? I watched most of it. I didn't. Fi- I didn't get to finish it. Um, I am in so in love with that movie. I think they did such a phenomenal job of matching the first arc from Bleach with that movie, and all of the people who are playing the characters were so amazing. Now you know I don't watch subbed very much. It takes a lot for me to sit down, and I have watched that movie three times. Wow! And it is all subbed, but it is so phenomenal to me. Like it's so easy to know that this is bleach the people they picked to play each character the i mean everything from the backgrounds to the the cast to the the wardrobes to makeup and hair everything is so perfect it's no doubt who's who in this movie and i loved it so much like i just so much loved it and the action in it was phenomenal Oh my gosh, um, yeah. Ren- Renji's sword was so great, like, <laughs> I just total fangirled the whole movie, which is why I had to watch it three times, in correlation to Death Note, words to translation. Okay, well, I'm sorry. Here's, okay, so the thing about Death Note is there was actually several live action movies, there's like two or three, uh, live action death note movies that are like bleach so it's like in japan and has yeah. like japanese um actors okay. and actresses and it goes through that i would story. be interested to see those um those i they i think a couple of them used to be on crunchyroll um they might still be there you might be able to find them on hulu or vrv mm-hmm. wherever you watch anime uh but they're out there 
Um, but then there's the Netflix version of Death Note, which is interesting. Um, I think so. Okay, I. <laughs> It, it, it was an interesting movie, um, you know, uh, live action adaptations of anime are, I think, incredibly difficult to pull off, and since there's a lot of history and a lot of fandom behind these things, um, it's very, very e- easy to do something that a lot of fans are not going to like. Yeah. Um but you know uh, but it is I, what yeah, it is it is i'll tell you my my biggest thing with the death note live action from netflix was how amazing willem dafoe is as Ryu. oh my god yeah <laughs> so satisfying so satisfying everything else not so much um i liked I liked Ryuk, and you know, I also liked uh, the the guy that played L, um, Lakeith Sanfield. San, Sanfield. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's actually starting to become one of my favorite actors. Oh, nice. Um, and so there's a little bit of a bias there, but I think he, I, th- I think he did a really good job as L too. Um, or yeah, L. L, not like not Kira or Light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you watched that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I totally did. Um, and. The thing with the live-action Netflix one is that, like, I was really confused because, like I said, I hadn't watched Death Note in a very long time, but I watched the Death Note Netflix movie within the past six months. And so when I watched it, I was really confused because there were things that were happening that I didn't remember. I didn't remember that there was a girl that was so involved with him having the Death Note. And... I still haven't finished my rewatch, so it could, I guess, still, somebody could still be in there. Of the movie or the anime? The the anime show. I, I haven't finished my rewatch of that. But I certainly never remembered that this girl that, that Light was in love with was so a part of him having the Death Note, like it is in that movie. Yeah. Sorry, my voice just went away from me. Like it is in that movie, and... um. So that was really confusing, and I don't remember him being this teenage boy who was so self-depressed about losing his mom, because in the anime, he doesn't, which is why I don't remember it. Yeah, I think but, he's he's very, like, the Kira that is in the anime is very, like, calm, cool, very, and collected. To a point where it's Very calculated. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. He could totally be a serial killer, like, because of the fact that he can keep himself so calm and and totally hide any kind of emotion. Um, one of the other animes that I know you've seen is Fairy Tale. Yes, um, I love Fairy Tale. So, how much of that did you watch? I watched all of it. I'm rewatching it. So, uh, all of what's on Netflix? Yes. Okay, so there is more that they have... Uh, dub and sub on... Jeremy, why do you always do this to me? (laughs) Well, because I want you... I do this because I want you to continue to absorb the wonderful story that is Fairy Tale. Yeah, he did this with me with My Hero Academia, too. I was like, Jeremy, I finally finished it! And he was like, yeah, but there's like four more episodes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there was four more episodes that hadn't been dubbed yet, but... 
they got dubbed and you finished it, which is great. Mm, it um, was great. So but, now that okay, you know so, that about Fairy Tale, okay. um, that's something you can take back and go yeah, and finish to, to watch. And finish that um, so really out of what you saw, um, did you enjoy it? Is that something like? Yeah, I really that... like Fairy Tale because it is very lighthearted and it's very upbeat. Um, for the most part, I really one of the things that's so weird. I'm such a weird person. Music is such a big part of my life, um, and so for me, one of the things that I love the absolute most aside from, like, storyline and characters, is that their music is so Irish. The music in Fairy Tale has a very Irish connotation to it, which just makes me smile every time I listen to it. Like, throughout the entire series, the background music is mostly, if you, if you listen to it closely enough, it's got an Irish beat to it or an Irish feel to it, and I just love that. <laughs> um, I've never noticed that before. No? But, well, oh but you mention it. You, well, you mention it now, and... I can I can hear some yeah. of the things that I've heard and like the different theme songs. For sure. Like, well, not theme songs like opening theme songs, mm-hmm. but like the theme songs that they have like when things are happening in the show. Like yeah. yeah, it's like you're absolutely right. Those are things that I notice because music is a part of everything for me. But um, yeah, I really love that it has a lot of Irish um, music in it. But um, I like that Lucy is this uh, debutante who doesn't care. <laughs> And goes off and makes her own life and does her own thing. I think that's a great storyline. Natsu kind of drives me nuts. Because he just flies off the handle for no reason. Like, and, and I don't remember him ever actually stopping and thinking about things before he does them. And it drives me nuts. Just because as a person, I'm just like, how do you, how do you not stop and think for a second? But no, he just flies off the handle and goes and does something. And he's like, oh, why didn't you just tell me that earlier? Well, we tried to, but you did this instead. Um, but no, I, I do. I really love the, the whole guild halls things and, um, where I'm at in the rewatches, um, they're just finished the, uh, tower of heaven. So we went through the whole, um, Lucy Hartphilia guild war between the two guilds. And then we got to learn a lot about Urza, which is one of my favorite characters. I really love her. Yeah, she... Yeah. I, she just makes me happy. I actually have her in the Funko Pop. Oh, yeah, there she is. <laughs> yeah. I nice. actually only have two from um, Fairy Tale. It's her and Happy that I have. Oh, so, I have a uh, character that you might not have met yet. Oh, maybe not. I so, I don't know why I brought that up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, um, did you meet Wendy? I think so. It's been a long time since I watched it all the way through. Okay, well, so, there's another character named Wendy, yeah. and I have a pop figure of, uh, of her. her cat. Oh, cool. Oh, um, yeah, the white cat. Yes, Yeah, Carla. I have not met her. Okay. So, But Spoiler. I do know that she is a Funko Pop out there because it kept popping up when I was searching for fairy tale pop. Yeah, that, that's the one that um, I have. But, yeah, so, yeah. But um, I do. I love the show. I love the guilds. Mm-hmm. I, it's, to me, is like, a world where things would be perfect in quotations because magic is such a fully incorporated part of the world that it's not even a question. Like I'm going to be a wizard. Okay. Go be a wizard. Like I'm going to go be a cook. Okay. Go be a cook. I think it's the coolest thing that people can do that in the fairy tale universe. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so your favorite character is Erza, is Erza, you said? Urza. Urza, it's hard to pick, but yeah, probably Urza. 
She just, she's, she's so hardcore and intense and on top of her game and poised and she knows so much, but she also has this like shy inner side and the whole, her whole backstory of, of how she grew up and came to be in fairy tale is just really cool. And I, I love that for being such a hard exterior, she can have such an emotional interior and still have the hard exterior where nobody ever doubts like who she is or what she's doing and everything. And, and I really love that she eventually starts drawing strength through her fairy tale family, which is just fascinating to me. And it's, it's one of the things that I really relate to her with specifically because I know in my life, you know, there's that saying, you can't choose your family, but you can choose your friends. Yeah. I've been fortunate. I have a phenomenal family and I've been even more fortunate that I found an even more phenomenal family of friends that honestly are my family, you know, like all of our friends and a lot of what I go through I'll talk to you guys about before I'll go to my parents or my sister just because we have that kind of friendship and it really is a family outside of my family. So I think it's really cool that she gets that too and she can draw her strength from them just like sometimes I lean on you guys to draw strength, you know, like we have our own like little guild. Yeah. (laughs) In a sense. We do. We really do. And it's, it's a special thing and it's, something that you don't get a lot of in life and people should be able to experience that. And it's just, it is one of the most similar things that I can draw with Urza specifically, because she does find that within her guild, just like I found that within my friends. And it's just a really, it's a great way to portray emotions coming through and to still be strong and have emotions at the same time because a lot of people I think feel like if you're an emotional person you might not be as strong and Urza shows you that that is not the case you can be strong as nails and still be super emotional and it's okay you know don't judge me because I can do both (laughs) yeah wow like this whole you're saying like really amazing things like (laughs) I was like wow like give me a minute (laughs) I I think that yeah that's I have nothing to say to that because okay. I've I, there's nothing well there's nothing I can add to it because I think you said that so well and thank you um, no I'm flattered I'm I'm smiling they can't hear that but I'm smiling <laughs> yeah yeah here we got the thumbs up over here too <laughs> yeah um so, that's so yeah plus it's got really fun light storylines that sometimes aren't as heavy the one thing that I don't uh, like necessarily about fairy tale is the, that the episodes are so short and you can't get through like a full even storyline within an arc within one episode. It's got to be like two or three episodes to finish this fight. But um, thank goodness for technology because I can just binge watch, which is what I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's actually the next thing I wanted to bring up was uh, you binging all your stuff. So I know that um you've been binging a lot lately yes um so how's that going it's um going good i i prefer to binge watch Mm -hmm. um just because i like having the whole story i i'm not i'm not good at waiting to see what happens like 
I will straight up not watch a season when it's airing so that I can watch the whole thing when it comes out and is finished because I just, the way my mind works, I, I very, I'm so much Ravenclaw that I have to figure it out. And if I don't figure it out and I don't get the answers, it drives me insane. Like I will obsess over it. I will not stop thinking about it. So thinking about having to wait three, six months to finish a season is so unbearable to me. I will just wait and not even get an inkling of what's going to happen so that I don't obsess over everything that could happen and how to fix it and how to find the answers before <laughs> you get there. Because it's just hard for me to do that because so that's just what I do. The wait for the next season of My Hero Academia must be torture. Yeah, it's not fun to wait, but it's even less fun to watch one episode and then try and figure it out from there. But I do want to know what's going to happen with My Hero Academia. Because I'm trying to remember where we left off with that. I know... What was the season three? No, yeah. four. What was the last thing you saw? You can say spoilers. I, I mean, I watched everything that you had told me about. So I think I finished it, but I'm trying to okay. remember what the end was. Ah, uh, well, it's That's okay. what I mean. That's why I had to make notes because I have a horrible memory because I binge watch and that's why I have a horrible memory. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like with me, like... I mean, I'll, I'll binge watch a show for sure. Like, I recently, um, and this has nothing to do with anime, but <laughs> I recently um, started binge watching uh, The Good Place oh on Netflix. Oh my um, I love that show so much. It is so good. Like, I love the characters. I love everything. Ab- I love everything about that show. But that show is amazing. <laughs> it's like, I finally caught up with what was on Netflix, and I'm like, crap, I need to... Yeah. see what else is going on yeah so i went and like watched all the other episodes mm-hmm. and like th- that are airing right now i think the um last one just aired yesterday yeah see um, i haven't watched this new season because i don't want to watch it oh see it's, it's bad because now i have to wait like <laughs> see i have to wait a week for the episode to come out this and is exactly what i'm talking about it's just like Oh you my will gosh. sit there and you will obsess over it for the full week, and, and I can't do that to myself. Um, but then the other side to that is, like, I can't wait, but then when I do binge watch a show, um, like, for example, um, what was the last anime I binge watched? Uh, I can't remember. See, but that's, but that's the thing. It's like, I'll binge watch a show and be done with it, but then I couldn't tell you hell of what happened in that show a month later. Right. It is It is one of the problems of binge um, watching. What are you doing? I'm sorry, my cat. She well, I was like talking, and then she like reached up and like, and she reached up and like pawed my hand, and I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) Do you do you want some attention? What is her name? Uh, Minerva. Minerva. Okay, but that's not not Onyx. But hi, Minerva. Yeah, sorry about that. (laughs) No, it it was funny. (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) No, but that is a problem with binge watching that I have, which is why, like I said, I had to make a bunch of notes before you. We did this tonight because there are there are things that you you just lose from like so much information at once. Yeah, it's like you know how they say watching too much TV will rot your brain. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. That's exactly what happens when you do this to yourself. So like, but. it's like for me like if somebody um you know 
you know, we I can talk about a show like Death Note, for instance. Mm-hmm. I watched that uh, like maybe twice all the way through, okay. but it's been so long and I binge watched it. So it's like you know right. more than I do at this point. For right. The show. Well, and like I said, like I I did <clears throat> I started doing a rewatch on a couple of the shows that mm-hmm. I figured we would talk about because I because I lost a lot of it because it's been so long. Not to mention that I watched Bleach for three and a half years to try and get through all that. So a lot of that is still stuck in my brain too. But. Uh huh. Uh huh. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I love, yeah, I, I mean, I love watching anime and I just, I love binge watching and it, it sparks so much other, so many other things inside of me like that we've talked about, like with music or with my beliefs, with magic or with like my artwork and stuff like that is all entangled into everything that I do and I'm, it's just fun. So. Cool. Yeah, um, I think that, like I said, I think that's wonderful, and <laughs> I think that's um, really special and amazing. Thanks. Right, so the last thing that we have to talk about is fan art. So I know that's something you've been working on quite a while. You know, I'm sitting and looking at all of your paintings, <laughs> all of, you know, everything that you've built here. You have a TARDIS-themed mug holder, yes. uh, pop figure cases, um, Serenity, yes. all sorts of cool paintings uh, and everything. So let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. So uh, when did you start doing uh, – and I know you've done some art for anime too. So yeah. when, when did that start? The anime art started last year um, when I was watching Bleach. Um, I was so – entangled with the Rukia Ichigo thing that I just wanted to draw them so much. Um, because anime is a specific kind of art that I've never tried to tackle before then. Like I've always done artwork and it's been something that I've worked on on and off. Never really considered myself an artist in quotations just because you are. it's something that I do for fun. But through the years it's gotten easier to see the lines and so when watching anime it's easier for me to see the lines of how they shape people and I just had to start drawing them and so there's this really cool thing called Inktober that happens every October for artists where it's a challenge that every day you do an ink drawing and so I happened to be already in October watching Bleach and had to draw these characters so I started drawing some of the Bleach characters, and then had found out about Inktober and the rest of the month continued to, you know, remake these anime characters that I'd been watching. And so it was really fun doing that. And then I stopped doing it for a while. And then so this Inktober came up and for this year, and I was watching My Hero Academia at the time. And so I had started with drawing Midoriya before Inktober. And then I made myself stop because I wanted to draw everybody. And it's just one of those things that I can do one of them in a day and color them in if you have, like, the right markers. And they just, it's such a fun thing to see the characters come to life. So that's kind of how that started was, like, especially with sketchbook stuff. Because, like you said, you know, in my living room I have paintings everywhere. I have my whole hallway walking in from my apartment is Harry Potter, basically. Yeah, and then behind Um, you have some musical stuff. The musical ones are actually a friend of mine that did oh, these for me. Okay, these okay. three are not mine, but okay. Um, but the rest in here are. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, even like hidden artwork is one of my favorite things. I don't know if you know what this one that I'm pointing at is. No. 
the Fultmar stars. Okay. Some so, infinities are bigger than others. Okay, so what we're looking at for, for the listeners yes. is there's a painting uh, on a square canvas that is all blue, but then in white letters everywhere it says infinity, and then in the center there is a larger word that says infinity, which now that you mention that, I have read The Fault in Our Stars yes. um, just like a couple months ago, and it was really good and I loved it. I didn't see the movie yet, okay. um, but yeah, I it's amazing. Sobbed. Both are really good. The book is obviously, I think, better. But I think they did a really good job with the movie. Which is yeah. also Nat Wolf is in that movie as well. Yes, yes. Actually, there's a there's a group of them, and I, I have come to think of them as the Fulton R. Stars cast or um, the John Green actors. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> because they move together. Okay. I don't know if you know that. No. Well, okay. I've only ever so, seen uh, uh, Paper Towns movie. Okay. Um, so Paper Towns, yes. But specifically with the Fault in Our Stars, the lead actors and that, all of them translate over into um, the Divergent series. Oh, really? <laughs> They're all cast members in the Divergent series. Oh, and wow. then, like, I keep seeing them popping up in movies together in different pairs. <laughs> so it cracks me up because I originally saw them all in the Fault in Our Stars. But uh-huh. anyway, that's getting away <laughs> from the artwork. But yeah, that's most okay. of the stuff I do is painting and stuff. So. Doing the ink drawings and doing the anime drawings was something new and challenging that I could tackle. And speaking of new and challenging, I did something a little special for you tonight. Oh my goodness, what do you have? I drew a new anime character and then got it printed. Oh my goodness. And I really hope that you like it. What? <laughs> oh my gosh, that is awesome. Did you did that? Oh, wow. I love it. That is <laughs> so, so cool. for everybody listening, I did, drew a anime version of Jeremy. Oh, my gosh. That for is, him to take home. That is cool. Um, can I put this up on the Instagram? Of course. Awesome. Awesome. Yes, of course. So that was my little thanks for having me on your, your podcast. Wow. <laughs> that is... That... Um, yeah, he's wow. smiling like a fool. I'm going to take over right now. This is um, <laughs> one of the first times I've done an original. Actually, it is the first time I've ever done an original anime drawing because everything that I've done so far has come from inspirations from different characters that I've already seen. So mm. took a lot of work, um, a lot of refiguring eyes and mouths because I wanted it to still look like you but still look anime and so finding the cross between them was a very interesting process that I have to thank JJ because he helped me with like figuring some of the eye things out and stuff like that but yeah uh, well I absolutely fun. love it and I don't think my mouth is going to make a different <laughs> shape for a good long while <laughs> oh my gosh that is beautiful thank you so much you're so welcome um Wow. Well, <laughs> I don't know. It got me speechless. Um, well, uh, like, well, yeah. Thanks for that. I really appreciate You're that. Welcome. Is super cool. You're welcome. Uh, and I'm super grateful that that you put that together. Um, so I think, yeah. Um, so I think with that, I mean, I think that's that's uh, all we had on the list again Ashley thank you so much for being on the show I really appreciate it thank you Minerva the cat for pawing my (laughs) hand giving me the support I needed to make it through and again I really appreciate you being on and thank you so much you're so welcome thanks for having me